0: Well Welcome to Grace Community Fellowship Church. It is a blessing to be here each week. Uh, it uh, should be the highlight of your week, as it should be for each one of us. What a blessing it is to gather together, to catch up uh, with those that we haven't been able to catch up with over the week, to be reminded of God's Word, to be uh, recalibrated on a weekly basis, above and beyond even the daily recalibration of reading His Word speaking to him in prayer, even as we'll be looking at this morning. Opening theme is prayer, our songs pointing us to that. I want to direct your hearts to think about that, even uh, in your daily prayer. Uh, What are your prayer habits? Uh, How do we uh, speak to God after he has spoken so much to us as we read his word? And how can we faithfully walk in prayer? So let's open in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for today. What a privilege is ours to gather together to uh, mutually encourage one another, as well, Father, as being sharpened and uh, exhorted and at times admonished uh, to walk faithfully before you. And so we pray for the ministry of your Holy Spirit even today, that the words spoken uh, from this pulpit would be faithful to your word, that your spirit might speak through myself, through Ronaldo as he brings us your word this morning. And Father, that even as we uh, hear what your word says, may we be faithful servants uh, in the obedience and living out of the clear teaching of your word. And so, Father, even as we consider prayer this morning, Lord, I ask that you would increase each one of us in our discipline of prayer that we might exhibit that great humility in coming to you, in praising you, adoring you, confessing our own sin, thanking you for your work in our lives, and then supplicating and asking and petitioning of your throne for your goodness to be worked out in our lives. And so I pray, Father, that our time this morning would be glorifying to you and effective in our walk in the days of the week before us. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Who, what, when, where, why, how? Who do we pray to? Just consider your own thoughts this morning. The person, to whom do you pray? Also, who do you pray for? How about the what, the content of our prayer? What do we pray for? What do we say when we are praying? Also, what does prayer change? Does it change God or does it change me? Person, the content, the time, when? When do we pray? When I'm in a dire predicament and my legs are hooked up in the bucket and I'm hanging upside down in the well, Lord, I need help? Or is it on a daily basis? In good times and bad? How often do we pray? How long do we pray? Not necessarily. How long can my prayer be when I'm in that time of prayer, but how long should I pray for a specific request? Consider George Mueller, who prayed for three unbelieving friends' salvation until he died, and they didn't come to salvation until after he died. How long are you praying for others? The place. Where do we pray? Are we to pray in public? Are we to pray in private? And how are we to go about that time of prayer in public and or in private? The person, the content, the time, the place, two more, the reason. Why do you pray? Why do I pray? Why do I spend time in the adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication? to my creator. Why do we pray? The reason. And lastly, the mode. How do we pray? How am I to come before the Lord? What is my, the right heart that I am to have? What words am I to say? How am I to go about this time of prayer before the Lord and with the Lord in conversation with him? Consider some of these questions. Consider your time in prayer, your content, to whom you're praying, the place or places, the reasons and the modes of your prayer time before the Lord. I just wanna look at some scriptures with you and just consider what God says, how he speaks to us and how we ought to go about answering some of these questions who, what, when, where, why, and how. Maybe not necessarily in that order, but consider Matthew chapter 6, looking at verse 5. When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full, a temporal recognition of their piety. Verse 6, but you... This is how we ought to be, praying. When you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Does that forbid public prayer? Of course not. But are we content to speak to the Lord in private? Verse 7, when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose they will be heard by their many rosaries and counting their beads and making sure they've done enough, as the priest said, mindless repetition. Verse 8, so do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Sometimes we don't even ask for what we need. We ask for what we want, but he knows exactly what we need. And then, of course, in the following verses, we have the disciples' prayer which is familiar to most. Coming over to Romans chapter 15, looking at the closing verses of that chapter, Paul urges the believers in Rome, I urge you, brethren, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Our prayer time should be striving, should be a struggle, should be taking some effort, should be laborious in the sense of taking some work. It might be a hard thing to do to keep focused and to stay on track, but we should strive in our prayers together with others to God, for Paul, for other believers. Verse 31, what should we be praying? He says to the Romans that I may be rescued from those who are disobedient in Judea and that my service for Jerusalem may prove acceptable to the saints so that I may come to you in joy by the will of God and find refreshing rest in your company. Pray for the blessing of fellowship. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. What a prayer. And uh, how we, too, ought to be praying for one another. We come to Ephesians for a couple of more passages in chapter 1 starting in verse 15 to answer some of these questions about the person, the content, the time, the place, the reason, and the mode of our prayer. In verse 15 of Ephesians one, for this reason I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you and your love for all the saints, I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. Ever use those words and phrases in your prayer? That'd be a good place to start and to refine us in our speaking to the Lord. Over in chapter 3, verse 14, we have another Pauline prayer. In verse 14, he reveals to the Ephesians once again how he is praying for them. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you being rooted and grounded in love. Second time in Ephesians, he's praying and speaking of their love, one for another, for Christ. Being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Oh, that that prayer would be fulfilled in my life and yours. Consider Colossians. Chapter one, starting in verse nine, for this reason also Paul writes to the church in Colossae, since the day we heard of it, or we heard of a report coming about you, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Very similar to what he said to the Ephesians in chapter one. But is that the end? Is that the answer, that we would know that we would have wisdom? No, it's so that it would impact the way we live. Verse 10, so that we will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. What a hope we have beyond this world. Are we praying for that future fulfillment of that hope? Two more passages. 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 3, starting in verse nine, Paul writes to another church in another city. For what thanks can we render to God for you in return for all the joy with which we rejoice before our God on your account. What a joy it was for Paul to minister alongside the believers in Thessalonica. As we night and day kept pray- keep praying, even today, we keep praying most earnestly that we may see your face and may complete what is lacking in your faith. Now, May our God and Father himself and Jesus, our Lord, direct our way to you. May we meet again. And may the Lord cause you to increase and abound in love for one another and for all people, just as we also do for you. So that, again, another result. The results and the blessings just keep coming. So that he may establish your hearts without blame, in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints? Are we praying that we might be found blameless and upright at his coming when he returns? Lastly, 2 Thessalonians 1, starting in verse 11, at the end of the chapter again, so many opportunities uh, that the Lord has given to us to learn how to pray what to pray how to pray for others verse 11 to this end also we pray paul says in his second letter to the thessalonians we pray for you always that our god will count you worthy of your calling worthy of your calling to bear my name as christians and fulfill every desire of goodness and the work of faith with power so that the name of our Lord Jesus will be glorified in you, that I and you each would glorify Christ, glorify his name in and through us, and that we might be glorified in him, he continues in verse 12, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Who? What? When? Where? Why? How? How do you pray?